happy happy wednesday well it's about that time for another information packed powerful episode on ready set real estate listen i might have to add my soundtrack later i wanted to make sure we did a broadcast today and open up season seven listen i am so stoked and excited that we are going strong on this show if you're new to me say hi say hello welcome please drop a comment down below i'm testing something new which is a call in feature and if you want to call into our live shows you can dial 310-217-4128 you can dial in at 310-217-4128, call into the show, get your comments featured, your questions asked by the professional. <laughs> uh, if you're new to me, welcome. My name is Lisa Porto. I am your host, your show creator, founder of many cool things, books, projects, curriculums, apps, many, many things, uh, but overall, I'm a mompreneur, I'm an active licensed California real estate professional, uh, independent uh, broker, owner, and professional agent trainer, and I'm having, a, I'm having a blast, okay? So let me just put that out there. I am having a blast, okay? Um, I know if you're seeing that phone ticker scan at the bottom, it's like driving me nuts, so, I think I'm going to edit that and I don't want it to scroll like that while I'm on. What, what, what say you? We'll just put it over here in the corner. That way, when I want to highlight it like this, ah, great. Call into the show, dial 310-217-4128. So yeah, uh, if you don't want to call in, you can drop your comments down below. Like I said, say hi, say hello. Shout out to wherever you are. Uh, today's segment is, so let me do a couple announcements and shout outs. So announcements, I when I said I'm having a great time, I'm really having a great time. So we continue our Ready, Set Real Estate training events that are happening two to three times a month. And if you're in the greater LA area, listen, get connected, make sure you click the caption down below, down below or up above, click the caption, get connected, get on our news, um, on my mailing list. And so, like I said, I don't spam. I just give you updates. I send out updates of what's happening. And so we do have our monthly webinars. For some of you who I've shared this with, I even sent an email saying, bear with me. I have made a move. And because I made the move, I had to reset up, get caught up. So the videos are coming. For those of you who are loyal supporters, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Shout out to you. Um, make sure you're picking up your merch. You know, use your member uh, codes. Uh, I got a couple orders for these, so I want to thank you all who are ordering the um, Ready Set Real Estate 15 ounce mugs, who are ordering the um, merch. You know, the snapbacks. Also the visors, I did a training today. So we gave the you know, $20 giveaway, Ready Set Real Estate giveaway cards. So I'm ready to do that. So as you guys tune in um, and you can answer some Q and A's 
I will, you will have an opportunity to win the Ready, Set, Real Estate gift cards, the Visa Rewards gift cards. Okay, so I just want to have more fun on the show. At the same time, we get to learn together. We get to grow together. And I'd love to hear your feedback and your experiences so that other people can also learn. All right, so those are the announcements. Remember, this show is a proud supporter of Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation, where we teach, seek, and empower youth ages 11 and up. We empower them with real estate literacy, that's terms, concepts, and careers as an alternate pathway to success, an alternate pathway, alternate pathway to success. So make sure you are connected, okay? Stay tuned towards the end of the show for our real estate word of the week. Stay tuned for our real estate word of the week. You know, I'm huge on vocabulary because when we have the words, we have the vocabulary, we can be better informed. We feel a little bit more confident in the language we're using to communicate. Okay. All right. I am ready. I'm ready. So I came up with this first time home buyer 2.0. Do you like this? I think I like this. Drop a thumbs up down, down below. Hit a thumbs up. Press one if you're excited about today's topic. Press two in the comments if you share this video. Make sure you share. All right. Don't don't be selfish. Don't come and learn from real estate and keep don't and Lisa. Don't come and learn from Lisa and keep it all to yourself. It's meant to be shared. All right. Pass the word along. Pass the word along. Uh, first time home buyer 2.0. We're going to keep this episode short, powerful, strong. I just wanted to come on, especially because it's tax season. Uh, some people are expecting tax refunds. And you're thinking that, you know, this is one in few opportunities. And if this is you, or if you are super saver where you are goal setting and you're saving for your down payment and closing costs, kudos to you, sending you an air high five. Boom. Kudos to you. All right. But if you are someone who is anticipating getting a lump sum in terms of your tax refund and you're saying, you know what, this is the time I can use, you know, three to six thousand dollars or eight thousand, whatever you're getting back. I can use that towards investing in real estate. And let's talk about what that looks like if in particular you were a homeowner once upon a time. Oh. <gasps> If you're a homeowner once upon a time, so what am I talking about when I say that? I'm referring to the population of people who may have lost their homes during the housing crisis, or maybe not even during the housing crisis. You went through something, you lost your job, you became ill, um, you had some setbacks in life that resulted in you doing what we call a deed in lieu of foreclosure, meaning you gave it back to the bank. You signed your home back to the bank and you walked away. Or if maybe you did a bankruptcy or you did a short sale once upon a time. So that's what I'm speaking to the home buyer 2.0, meaning you can come back into the game. You can re-enter as a first time home buyer. And what does that look like? That means you're back on your feet. If a minimum three years have passed by and you filed your taxes or if you're self-employed and you've been diligently, um, you know, getting yourself back on track and your FICO score 
is at at least 580 and up. You have funds, you know, as we talk about the tax refund season or tax season in terms of your refunds, and you have a cushion, you have some money, and you say, you know what? I think now's the time. I think now's the time. I want to see what's possible. I want to just say to you, if you were a person or you know someone that owned a home and lost it for whatever reason, I really want you to share this video with them, impart these words with them, that there's still more than just hope. It's a real possibility because uh, between myself as a qualified professional and my industry colleagues who are versed and experienced to assist you, we can assist you even if you owned a home and it's been three years since life happened, the setback happened, the financial challenges, the woes, the divorce, the sickness, whatever, and you still have it on your heart to still become a homeowner again. And so why I call this first time homebuyer 2.0 is because by her definition, you are considered a first time homebuyer if you have not owned a property in your name or held a mortgage in your name in the last three years leading to date, right? So three years have passed and you don't have a loan in your name, you are technically by HUD guidelines and standard a first time home buyer. Now, what does that mean as a first time home buyer 2.0? That means that you can purchase your home utilizing the FHA insured loan with just little, as little as three and a half percent down, 3.5% down. You can come into the market. You are considered a re-entry buyer. You are considered a re-entry buyer. How does that feel? Right? Did you just have this moment of, oh, <laughs> skies are opening. You're like, this is super awesome. I can come back into this game. Absolutely. You can come back into this game and get connected with the right team. Not only can you get back into this game, but you can now be a homeowner once again. And I oftentimes find the people that re-enter the game, I mean, they're pretty solid. They have some experience. They know what it's like. They know what to look for. And so I want to take this a step further as we talk about what to look for as a home buyer 2.0 and what makes you first time home buyer 2.0 is because now you're aware that there is this thing called maintenance, upkeep, utilities, property taxes, property insurance, all these costs added to the responsibilities as a homeowner. Now, oftentimes we hear people say, you know, they're advocate of homeownership, advocate of homeownership. On this show, we talk real estate education, real estate literacy. So my advocacy and through the brand and through the company, our advocacy is education, real estate literacy. Albeit we're talking about rent control, uh, tenants rights, I'll be, we're talking about landlords, landlord rights, commercial, investment, multifamily, residential, agriculture, uh, manufacturing real estate, regardless of what we're talking about on this platform, what we do is real estate literacy and education. So how is that very, I'm distinguishing that so that you don't feel like I'm 
persuading you or I'm biased in any way to say that you need to be owners or you need to go into ownership. Because what I'm finding, guess what? Not everybody wants to be an owner. Not everyone wants to be in ownership. And as I shared in my training today, I said, that's got to be perfectly fine because if you're a landlord or a owner, you will need tenants. And there are some people that are absolutely happy renting and being being a tenant. And it's not that they don't have a goal or a plan for their life. They have some other ideas in which how they want to leverage being a tenant with not maybe the additional costs um, involved in managing ownership or managing their own property, but they may actually be a renter, but they may own their business. So I wanted to make it a point because sometimes I feel like when we have this conversation of renting versus buying, people tend to be a little bit biased, uh, especially if they're in the industry, they tend to only lean towards ownership, 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 and feel like as a tenant or a renter, um, that that kind of is like the end, that's the end for them, or they don't aren't aspiring to do anything else, which is absolutely not true because I know colleagues and clients that are renting, but they own businesses, they run storefront businesses, they own land out of the state. I mean, I know by show of hands, there are a lot of people that you know that you're connected with that could be renting and maybe some high premium place like Southern California where um, housing is very expensive and the state is experiencing, I think we are the second at this time or the, re the recording of this uh, segment, we are the second um, state in the nation that has the largest homelessness epidemic in the country. And I may have been redundant when I just said that, but in other words, California, we are in a home, we are in a housing crisis. And so we've seen the political arena address how are ways we can, you know, what can we do? What What is the right direction in terms of addressing the homelessness crisis that is happening? And it's changing what people perceived as what a homeless person looked like, behaved, because now we're talking about a class of working class, middle class that has been pushed out um, and has been, you know, experiencing homelessness because of the massive development and the shift in the value of land and property and the infrastructure and the growth of the city, right? So <clears throat> wanted to come on and talk about the importance of being a re-entry home buyer. Home buyer, first time home buyer 2.0. Now, I'll definitely give the disclaimer right now as we talk about uh, first time home buyer, just kind of how someone can qualify. And I've I've oftentimes taken for granted to even have that discussion because I feel like it's there's so much information out there, but I get it. It's cool. You, we can we can, you know, jive about this and we can talk about this. And so as a first time home buyer, typically we're um, a lender, if you are borrowing money and you're using traditional financing, I'm not, this, this is not a conversation about creative financing. This is a conversation of traditional financing saying you're a person that works nine to five, you're clocking in your hours, you are reporting your income. And at the end of the year, 
you receive a W-2 from your employer because you are employed, not self-employed. Um, I think I will leave another segment of this show to talk about um, being qualified as a self-employed individual and independent contractors, um, how you begin that tax prep, how you begin the tax planning and the uh, adjustments you need to make in your finances to qualify as a self-employed individual to purchase real estate um, with your type of income. Okay. So staying on track with those who do work nine to five, you're eight to four, you know, you're seven to three, whatever your hours are, um, appreciate you for whatever work you are doing, you're committing and you're providing for yourself, your family, if you have families, etc. Right. And I, completely commend you if you're able to even save and especially if you're in an economy such as Southern California or California and pockets within the greater LA because we know gas is expensive, housing is expensive. I mean, you feel like in the hustle and bustle, you are working to live, live work, right? And there's very little live work play. And so with that being said, I want to open up the conversation and possibility that get connected with the right bankers, lender partners that have access to down payment assistance programs that, that have access to um, those quote unquote first time home buyer programs. There's many grant programs and true grant programs. As I'm thinking about that, I think I want to bring my guy, uh, JT, uh, if you're listening, I'm going to call you. You got to be on the show to talk about your organization that offers a true grant for even the full down payment of three and a half percent. So for some of you who have connected with me and said, you know what, I'd love to buy, I just don't have the money, right? And I think I can solve that problem through my partnerships or my collaborations with people who, who have down payment money for you, okay? So I think I've dispelled that and just knocked that out the window if you think down payments issue. Um, but let's have a serious conversation about that in terms of, yeah, I don't have the down payment because you definitely need to have some type of cushion or savings six months to eight months, if not to a year, rather than just being thrust into your first home and then you're living paycheck to paycheck trying to keep the mortgage and now you are property rich and cash poor, right? Property rich meaning now you have property, yeah, you're paying down the mortgage, you you know, you will over time uh, build in equity, but now you are cash poor, meaning you have put everything into this property, you've maxed yourself out, and now you're literally maybe one paycheck away from being, from losing your property or, or, whatever, or what have you, right? Whatever the scenario is. So even though there are down payment assistance programs and those wonderful programs available, I think the onus is on you to really get connected with someone that can hold you accountable to say, you still should have a cushion of money, have that nest egg, have that emergency, because you don't want to go into home ownership, put down payment in, even if it's gifted to you, even if we negotiate a seller's credit to pay for your closing costs, and then something happens the next month and you don't have next month's mortgage payment. And I keep finding myself saying this to people because it's it's like a, it's my true disclaimer. And I'm sure my my colleagues also in the industry share the same sentiment that it would be a complete disservice to us, um, not us. It would be a complete disservice to you as a client to put you in a property 
only for you to lose that property. And I'm not talking about, you know, if you have an extreme circumstance, like sometimes death, job loss. I mean, that requires a phone call for us to have a conversation of what your options are in terms of uh, retaining that property, maybe downsizing the property, selling it and downsizing it into something else, or sometimes making some, um, some true adjustments when it comes to the real estate. Okay. And so as we talk about home buyer 2.0, do know as a re-entry buyer, yes, it's possible. So even if you filed your bank, if you filed bankruptcy, I actually have a client that filed bankruptcy and um, we waited until it was a two year point, two year mark. And our lender partners was able to give him a loan, get him qualified and get him into um, the market as a first time home buyer. So don't be dissuaded if you have some of those financial challenge challenges or blemishes on your credit report. I would suggest that get connected with the financial professionals in the industry. That's a real estate professional um, and a lender partner who can support you. And that's always key when I say that, you know, who can help you get mortgage ready, who can um, help you with goal planning and goal setting and what's the plan, right? Because I, I shared this in, in the training today. I did an Instagram training uh, for real estate professionals. It was super fun. And I totally, you guys, I'm serious. I'm in my element when I do this stuff. I absolutely love uh, just kind of connecting and sharing what I learned and know the, the tools that I'm using to connect with my tribe and educate, you know, the greater audience in the World Wide Web, wherever they're hearing me connecting and listening and tuning in from. I really extend these same tools to my industry colleagues because they too have a tribe of people that are wanting to hear from them and and know and wanting to learn from them and what they know, right? And of course, we had some new agents in the class as well that it was awesome that they were really just taking this on and just, you know, asking ways of how can I connect with people, even though I'm, you know, haven't done a deal, I don't have listings, et cetera. Um, and it's just by doing this, because even though they may not have done a transaction, they still have shown they're qualified because by way of studying for the test, taking the courses, passing the state exam, according to state requirements, they are qualified, they're deemed qualified. So uh, what we do in our trainings, we just get them connected to, to, to learn that, you know, they too can showcase their experience as a professional, a qualified professional who's learning, who's studying, and who's got access to information that the general public um, it wants. For instance, like what I'm talking about now, Homebuyer 2.0. I really like this. I think I want to I'm probably gonna kind of do a workshop, you know, call Home Buyer 2.0. First time home buyer two, well, first time home buyer 2.0. So I am going to make this announcement now and stick a post-it in it. Uh, we'll plan for this summer. We're gonna do our first time home buyer 2.0 workshop so that we can educate our re-entry buyers. So those of you who have bankruptcies, who've lost your property, um, who went through short sale, who went through foreclosure. We're going to talk about how to get you back into the market because I've been successful in assisting people in doing that. All right. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yay. I like this. I like this idea. All right. With that being said, I just wanted to just make it short, sweet, powerful. I think I've shared enough in terms of qualification, some uh, steps, preliminary steps that you should be taking. And let's jump into talking about our real estate word of the week which is 
broker price opinion. Broker price opinion, also known as BPO. I'm sharing this because there will be a there will be a time again where it's going to be very loud in terms of BPOs. Right now, not so much, depending where you are in the country. If you are in a seller's market and an up market, um, you are not hearing BPOs as often as you did in a down market and foreclosure and et cetera, where short sales need to happen, et cetera. So what a broker price opinion is, you wait, you ready for this, right? Take a screenshot, write it down. Broker price opinion is the estimated value of a property as determined by a real estate broker or other qualified individual or firm. Now, how let's let me go back and say that again. So it's the estimated value of a property as determined by who a real estate broker or qualified individual or firm, typically a real estate agent working under that brokerage. Now, you may say to me, that sounds like it's an appraisal. Are you talking about an appraisal? No, I'm not talking about an appraisal. There is a very systematic way to prepare broker priced opinions that are oftentimes called forth by the lender when a homeowner um, is default on their loan, uh, when there is also claims on terms of insurance, fire insurance, um, some damages, you will see that a BPO will be requested of a brokerage and we get paid to do that BPO. And the company who hires us to provide a broker price opinion is gathering information from the property characteristics. Um, we tend to be the eyes on the floor, on the ground for that company, where they ask us to take pictures of the property uh, down the street, both sides, and determine if it's located to a freeway, tr uh, public transportation, an alley, um, a pole line, a school, a dump. Um, and I said, when I say dump, like a junkyard or a lot, uh, because those things tend to create what we call an obsolescence. It can create an obsolescence that would impact the value of the property. And during, as we continue season seven, we'll, I think, not think, I know we'll be covering more about economic obsolescence and the importance of really recognizing developments or lack thereof in terms of how it can impact the value of property. So you, you follow me, the development or lack thereof that can impact the value of property. So could you imagine the reverse was happening if you were in the city of LA and there was no development happening, no growth happening? Would you be excited about the fact that you make an investment in a property and there's no growth? right? Your value or the equity trickles on slowly. It increases very slowly. It's not having, it's not seeing or realizing the great appreciation that it, we've seen over time. So very important. So BPOs, um, also known as broker price opinion, is the estimated value of a property is determined by a real estate broker. All right. With that being said, I'm going to get ready to wrap this up. I wanted to make sure that we came on last week. I had such a tight schedule. And by the way, 
I was out in San Diego, I was out in San Diego, and I was at a professional personal development training. And so it overlapped with the time of the show and me traveling. I wasn't able to get in season seven kicked off at that time, but we're kicking it off today. We're in here and I trust you found value in today's episode. Again, we are going to continue this segment um, on first time home buyer 2.0 because in this time, as we see that we are 10 years post, um, 11 years post the crises, people have lost the home. We, we saw the booms, busts, flips and flops. Now it's, we're talking about the first time home buyer 2.0 where they're now having an opportunity to re-enter the market, re-enter the market. These are people now back on their feet. Um, you know, the economy is, is, is improved and people have disposable income because you know clearly we see box office happening we see the growth of restaurants or added new restaurants and when you see things like that that means um real estate uh is going to continue to do well we also have seen that there's been an increase in the uh, fha insured loan limits so what does that mean for you if you are a first-time home buyer and you're in a county such as los angeles the um, maximum loan limit for, for uh, first-time home buyers of what has been insured has increased to, if I'm not mistaken, 657000 And if you're one of my lender partners tuning in, you can definitely drop in what the FHA loan limits are in the comments for the County of LA. And I have to say the County of LA because County of LA um, is considered a high uh, uh, premium uh, real estate environment. So it's uh, high, high price, right? What does that mean? Prices are high. And so the loan limits for first time home buyers have to be increased. So if we've seen that loan limit increase, that is pretty much setting the tone of where overall, um, you know, the HUD guidelines and the housing guidelines and agencies anticipate what's happening in the market, right? Better be prepared for an increase, you can always go back and reduce it over time and reduce the loan limits if you see a city's not performing, but better to have those guidelines in place. Why? Because it opens an opportunity for people to buy in areas that are typically seen as expensive, right? As high priced, okay? All right, with that being said, let's get ready to wrap this up. If you are not yet a loyal supporter, I invite you to become one lasuperagent.com. Check out lasuperagent.com. You can subscribe as a loyal supporter for just 10 bucks a month. Gives you exclusive access to video and content and so much more, including discounts on the merch and everything else. So we do have our monthly webinars that happen every third Saturday of each month. And we've got our schedule up. So make sure you are tuning in. Like I said, I've been moving and now I'm making adjustments. I'm settled in. Those videos will start to roll in for my loyal supporters, for my Ready Set Real Estate Club members and our property owners, EDU. Again, those videos will start to roll in. I just want to say shout out to you. Shout out to you for rocking with me, supporting me. And again, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. I was going to say tomorrow. No, you will not see me tomorrow. I'll see you next week on another information-packed episode on Ready, Set, Real Estate, you guys. Make it a very powerful and productive week. All right. Bye. You done? You done?